Hello everyone, I'm Alan Condon, an assistant editor for Becker's ASC Review. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Ambulatory Surgical Centre podcast series. Today I'm pleased to be joined by Earl Anderson to discuss opportunities for growth, merging with other orthopaedic groups and more. Earl Anderson is CEO of Tennessee Orthopaedic Clinics and he has over 30 years experience in healthcare management with a focus on orthopaedics. Earl, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks Alan, it's great to be with you today. Well, without further ado, I'll jump into our first question. Earl, what is your outlook on the ASC field today? Alan, I think that the outlook in the ASC field is is extremely bright. Uh, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of shifts in in uh, volume with joints and spine to kind of layer on top of some of the existing things that we've done in the ASCs and a lot of innovation, uh, a lot of creative payer strategies that are that are kind of resulting out of this. And you know that's it becomes a paradigm shift. It's a good thing, but there are also issues in how do you how you accommodate those. But I, I think it's a, an exciting time to be in the ASC space and and to be working on these uh, these two strategies. So um, and it, it it really when we talk about value uh, in healthcare, the ASCs really kind of filter up to the top of that conversation because they do bring that value proposition to the the provider to the patient to the payers and and everyone uh, all the key stakeholders absolutely and then what, what do you see as the biggest challenges for your center at the moment you know as we look at uh this shift in volume uh while i said you know it's 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 great that we have the volume increases but it does present some some issues to to work through. Uh, one example is are the room sizes in in ASC. You know, traditionally, traditionally a lot of the ASCs uh, accommodated some smaller procedures. But when you start introducing total joint replacements and some of the technology such as uh, uh, you know the the robots and so forth, it, it presents a a logistical structural issue and then you know beyond that you look at staffing for those types of procedures and implant cost and other things that you haven't considered it previously in the ASCs but now as we look at uh, you know those new costs and kind of wrapping those inside uh, bundles and package pricings and so forth it's uh, uh, th- those are some challenges that, that people are working through. And then thirdly, uh, just the scheduling, you know, uh, with, with these new cases. You can't do, typically you don't want to do some of these cases late in the afternoon. So how do you accommodate those in preferred times and uh, still keep the, the surgeons who have been doing the, the traditional cases, uh, keep them happy and productive and create a good experience for the patient? And, and switching to payer challenges there. I'm curious to know, what is the payer landscape like in your market and how has it changed since the pandemic began? So the, the payer landscape in our market is, you know, it, it, it's interesting in that you think about a lot of the, a lot of the payer strategies in, in our world and orthopedics have most recently been centered around bundles and, and BPCI and BPCIA. And we we have a they have been wildly successful. I mean, we've seen uh, you know reduction in in SNF utilization. We've seen reduction in readmissions and and infections and things like that. And that was the purpose of of the, those programs. 
And I think the providers and CMS and everyone will tell you that, that uh, the success of that has just been tremendous. But what we're seeing are the target prices for those retrospective bundles are starting to mature and we're, we've kind of squeezed all the juice out of it as it is now. So, you know, what is the next kind of what is the next uh, front phase of, of uh, bundles and where's, where's the juice that we can squeeze? And I think it really revolves around side of service. So I think we're going to start to see more incentives to shift side of service uh, while maintaining you know, the quality metrics that we've achieved through through the bundles uh, now. And I think, uh, you know, we're already seeing commercial payers uh, starting to attack that and, and uh, incentivize providers and hospital systems and everyone to consider these sites of service. And, and um, so I think that will, will continue. As far as the pandemic goes, you know, I, I think that the the pandemic for us thus far has been more a disruptive event uh, as opposed to a transformative event. It, obviously, telemedicine really came into play early on, and and we deployed those uh, those things and and still use those on some levels, but but not not nearly as much as we were. Where that lands, uh, you know, I, I don't know where telemedicine is, is going to go. I don't think it will be at the utilization rates we've had before, but it's certainly going to have a place, especially as the payers consider what type of reimbursement they're going to provide for that. But then I, I think the, the, the other piece of the pandemic uh, that, uh, that was significant is that it really accelerated this discussion about site of service shift. You know, when we were unable to uh, do elective surgeries in the hospital, uh, we had to consider, okay, what are those cases that we can do in the ASC? And we were able to establish some clinical criteria rather quickly to be able to, to shift some of those to the outpatient setting. And thus far, it's proved successful. You know, we're, we're, we're seeing uh, the good outcomes and so forth. So I think that really pushed that along on, on some levels. And if there's one thing that probably, quote unquote, sticks out of the pandemic, uh, it's, it's probably going to be our, our, uh, our ASC utilization uh, on the uptick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for your insight there. Uh, Earl, I want to switch gears a little bit here. I know um, consolidation has obviously been such a huge trend, particularly in orthopedics. And I know your practice is set to complete a pretty significant merger with two other Tennessee groups in January. Could you, could you expand on a little bit about how this deal came about and uh, how you expect it to benefit your practice in the future? Yeah, sure. I mean, so a few years ago, our group, you know, we kind of looked at where we are as, as an independent practice of, you know, 30 physicians and our desire to remain as an independent practice. And I think we we felt that we were a little vulnerable in in that position to uh, to to survive. So we have been looking at alignment opportunities for for some time now. And so we we started talking with with uh, two other groups in Tennessee, Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance and and Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint, and we found that our our goals and our strategies were, were aligned uh, in, in that regard. Uh, but as the conversation continued, you know, we've talked about 
payer strategies and, and being creative with payers to create this value proposition and the ability to sit down at the table with the payers to be creative along with them, not us versus them, but along with the payers uh, in, in um, you know, like I said, to, to have that, that bigger seat at the table to, to do that and to talk about direct to employer uh, strategies. But also specific to the ASCs, I, I think that's going to be a, a real key initiative and a, a component of our strategies moving forward and how we utilize the ASCs in which we are, in which we participate in around the state to kind of develop these creative payer strategies. And, and honestly, I, I think it'll be an exciting venture for us. And I think it will produce uh, a lot of uh, positive outcomes clinically, financially for everyone involved. And, and uh, we're, we're just terribly excited about, uh, about the future. And then looking ahead over the next, say, three to five years, where do you see your center's biggest opportunity for revenue growth? You know, Alan, I mean, we're, we're in a changing environment. And, uh, you know, in this, uh, call it a paradigm shift or whatever it may be. And I, I think you always have to look at the opportunities in, in a changing environment. Uh, and we think that, uh, we think that, you know, taking going beyond just the the retrospective bundles and looking at some things prospectively, and even as as we move down the path of to what appears to be population health management in a single specialty, I think that's where the opportunities are, and I think that's that seems to be where we're headed because I think the bundles as we know them now are starting to uh, mature. And so, you know, the next frontier in all that, I think, is, is going to be the, um, uh, you know, kind of doing things more prospectively on the episodes. But then again, like I said, uh, working with other specialists, working with primary care and hospital systems and payers on population health management, um, that seems to be where this is at least trying to go. Population health management seems like the next frontier. Got it. Before we wrap up, I'd love to hear what you're most excited about in the industry today. You know, Alan, I, I think healthcare is in a state of change right now, and I think that change is going to be a, a, a good change for everyone, including the, the the most key stakeholder in this, and that being the patient. And as we develop these new delivery systems and think about the patient experience throughout that, that's really exciting to do. And as we, you know, we're, we're talking about alignment strategies with other groups and to be able to do this. And, you know, as we kind of move down this path toward a common goal, uh, those will be fun projects to work on. And, and I've been doing this for a long time, Alan, and, and uh, I think it's kind of rejuvenating to to look at some of the things going on right now and some of the opportunities ahead of us. All right. Well, thank you so much, Earl. We really appreciate your time today and obviously your, your insights in this really great discussion. Alan, it's great to be with you today. Fantastic. And to our listeners, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you.